Well, so it was 28 judges, about 150 submissions. Okay. So I think each judge. Yeah, I had four rounds. First was like eight sours and like seven Mars and Oktoberfest. Okay. And then like six hazy IPAs. So quick math, that's 21. And then my metal round was lagers, which there was four of those. Okay. So that's, what, 25 beers? That you drank? Yeah. little, little One toast. day? Little sippies. Matt little Johnson? Sippies. Oh, just... <laughs> 25 beers. <laughs> that's impressive. I couldn't, I couldn't untap any of them because mm. I had no idea what, what ah, any of them were. That's right. You, that's ever right. See, uh, you ever see Beer Fest? Oh, yeah. That's basically sure. what it no, That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, what a perfect introduction. I'm here with right. uh, two of my pals from Phoenix Magazine. That's right. Guys, thanks for joining. Cheers. We're all, got, we're all drinking the same beer. All got the same beer, right. which is? The Insufficient Funds uh, Fresh Hop yeah. IPA from, from Goldwater. Uh, right here in Goldwater. Yeah. So yes. for those of you who are watching, uh, we, are, we are in the Goldwater Brewing Gold Mine, yes. which is, uh, hasn't been open in a while. Uh, they're they're working on reopening it for private events, uh, but yep. not quite open to the public. But it's a really cool space that used to be a, a shooting range at the old Mandel's uh, Gun Club here in Old Town Scottsdale. If the camera uh, was, if you could see up there a little bit, you could yeah. see the, the well, sign. Well, we'll get some B roll or something. But <laughs> I already uh, selfied in front of that sign, so I'll put that out. Yeah, this this is a kind of a historic location for for Old Town Scottsdale. It used to be. This, you know, Mandel's uh, shooting supplies and gun range. And uh, when Goldwater took over the building, this basement uh, was just going to be filled in or closed up or whatever. And they, they took over the space to use it for their lagering tanks, to use it for their barrel age program. And, uh, and it used to be a little tap room. It's just a cool space down here. Yeah. So I'm really excited to be down here again. It's been, Me too. It's been a while. Yeah, this was yeah. a place that I always told people, like, if you come, like, there's here's a good brewery, here's a good brewery, but if you want the coolest tap room, like, I've ever been to, like, yeah. d- regardless of state, it's this place right here. I love yeah. this spot. Yeah. So I'm excited for them to kind of reopen it for, yeah. uh, for at least for private events. I know they're going to try to do some kind of Halloween thing down here next month. Oh, nice. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a cool space. Yeah, Dylan, the owner, said it's uh, open for private events now. So yeah. anyone who's looking to host a small gathering and just... Call up Dylan at Goldwater, and he'll hook it up. So, quick plug for them. And or, his personal phone number is eight six seven five three zero nine. I feel like you missed a number in there. Did I? No. Oh. You know. <laughs> well, uh, Johan and Matt from Phoenix Magazine, thanks for joining. Thanks for uh, joining us. Yeah, thanks too. for having us, yeah. and uh, thanks for allowing us to kind of uh, copy what you do and what we do because we review yeah. beers on our our uh, <laughs> social media channels and our podcasts and. Um, I've, I've listened to you for years and so I've learned a ton. So a lot of my knowledge when we approach some of these breweries is based on listening to you. So like you're, you know, you're, you're like, uh, what is that? Like (laughs) the goat? Uh, is that, are you the godfather of Arizona beer podcasting? Hey, you know, there's a reason I wanted to show you these tubes down here. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, I appreciate that, ma'am. I really appreciate that. And I think the first time you and I connected, um, was for the uh, Haka Shakalaka. Yeah, Flying Bassett. Yeah. Man, yeah. big party there that night. That, that was. was. That was a great party. Yes, yes. That was a good time, and so I appreciate you guys coming out and, and covering that. And 
beer did really well. So, and I think there's still some shirts available too. So, okay. Yeah. I love that. I love <laughs> the, that. the shirts didn't sell as fast as the beers did. So, <laughs> yeah. that, that's a shame too because that, that's a great beer. Flying Bassett is one of those that's really sneakily yeah. good that yes. I don't think uh, gets a lot of like pub that some of the bil- bigger or more. What are the cool kid breweries that sure. some breweries refer to? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not the cool kids, but Flying Bassett, I think, is one of those that maybe it's location, but it's a fantastic spot in there. And I, they, they did food when they first opened. I don't think they do it anymore, but yeah. um, the food was really good. So I don't know if they bring that back at any point. I hope they do because going there for dinner and uh, just a wide variety of beers was it was yeah. a great night. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Like Josh is really like, so I did an episode way back with, with Rob from flying Bassett and uh, it it was kind of the, I guess the old school, like I think he came from BJ's and, you know, or rock bond, one of those bigger ones. Uh, So it was kind of an old, kind of the old, style of breweries right mm-hmm. and and there was there were a lot of it you would have liked a lot of the the multi you know and they were he had some really good beers i don't i think that they got um i think they were underrated anyways uh but then when josh took over in the beers he started making like holy shit like this is this is next level yeah. you know um but uh yeah, no, and, and that's what I enjoy about you guys is you guys uh, do a really great job of like covering the scene and and uh, you get it, you know it, you know, and you yeah. are representing those everybody, you know, not just like I'm representing these guys because then people think I'm cool, you know. We know you're we, cool. <laughs> we we definitely do our best, and uh, you know, obviously, in a you know, you you know, you guys you guys produce a magazine too. Like you only have so much space, uh, so you, you can't always get everybody. But um, there's a there's a healthy amount of us on the. Uh, on the Phoenix magazine staff that are major beer, uh, beer fanatics. And so I think there's a lot of, you know, selfish sort of, uh, motivation to cover as much beer as we can, but also, you know, it's, it's, we have such a great community here and it's such a big part of, of Phoenix's, you know, food and beverage scene that it it doesn't make sense for, for us not to do it. So, you know, for, for selfish reasons, we like to go to the breweries and drink good beer and (laughs) and talk about it. And for, you know, for the community, like, you know, we have world-class breweries and we only are getting more. And so, uh, we, we just love being a part of it. And so I'm I'm glad we got connected with you too, just because like, I mean, you're, you're an icon out here, bro. Oh, man. This is the best. This is like my favorite episode I've ever done, man. <laughs> this go. is great. We're just heaping praise on Eric <laughs> yeah. the entire episode. I here. knew that's what we're like. I gave them a script before. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. doing it unless you guys really hype me yeah, up. Wait, but. let me check my phone here. What yeah. were we supposed to say next, Johan? I, I, uh, to back to Bill and what Johan was saying is you meet really authentic people here in yes, this business. For sure. Like, all, all these brewers have families or they grew up here or they're like second or third generation Arizonans you don't really meet that in a whole lot of indi- other industries and sure um, yeah. that's what's really unique I think about a brewery experience is um, the people who run them really care about the local community and yeah. the people who their customers aren't going to be you know it's not like a like a Tempe or a Scottsdale nightclub atmosphere in a brewery. Right. Like no one's ever getting into a fight or getting kicked out. Like there's a reason there's no bouncers outside yeah. of like Goldwater <laughs> Brewing, right? Yeah. You know, there's you don't even hear arguments. No, really. like maybe, maybe something about Star Wars. Yeah, maybe or sports yeah. arguments. <laughs> but yeah. um, I always Fun win those stuff. over Johan, anyways. So. Well, you know a lot more about sports <laughs> than I do. Uh, no, and actually, to your point, this is one of the things I like about Goldwater is you know we last. I guess it was this year's uh, Arizona Beer Week. We did an interview with Dylan from from here, uh, one of the owners, and he was telling us the story about how his dad like homebrewed for thirty years and kind of taught 
you know, his two sons had a, had a brew and it just kind of became this like family passion. And so yeah. they opened a brewery together and like, and now it's like one of the big, you know, one of the bigger, well, more well-known breweries in the state. And like, yeah, it's just such a cool story that a family does that. And like, you know, f- family is notorious for being hard to go into business with sometimes. <laughs> and so yeah. the fact that they've been able to do it successfully, that they're just growing even more. I know they're working on another tap room in Tempe. Like yeah. it's, it's just, it's just so cool to see that. And like, that's such a, such a part of, of how the community is. Like it's, it is, it really is like kind of a family atmosphere. You don't, you don't get into fights at breweries or arguments at breweries because everybody's just there enjoying beer. Like For it doesn't, sure. you, you check all of your controversial ideas at the door. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I love that about it. And that you could, you could see that in the, in the, within the industry too, you know, all the collaborations, the bigger breweries that help the smaller breweries that, yeah. you know, they, give them brew space if they need it or whatever. Like everybody just works together and you could open a brewery across the street from a brewery across the street from another brewery. And there's like never a worry about like competition. It adds value. Totally. It creates a destination. Yeah. Um, so well, let's back up a little bit, right? So Matt, let's start with you. Where are you from? Uh, originally from Oregon, but I've lived here now for about 26 years. So I consider myself an Arizonan, Way more than ever, or I got never go back to. Yeah. I'll never leave here, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then started in in TV news right out of college. Here, I worked for Channel Three and Channel Twelve here locally for fifteen years before starting at the magazine. Doing right, what? right when everything got locked down uh, from the government, you know, for when COVID hit. Yeah, I switched careers on seemingly that week when everything shut down. So, and that was planned a couple months ahead. Okay. So, um, when that rolled in, I. Man, I I've just been kind of making my own, um, creating my own job, you know, at, if you will. And you're like the guy in the basement that don't even know people try, like to see exactly. Yeah, I get a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> no, so yeah, uh, controlled. <laughs> like we do digital content. We're, we've been doing podcasts ever since I started. Um, yeah. Were you one you know, that kind of grow our social media and everything? So, that. Yeah. 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 Well, so what did you do when you were in news before? Like before you. So I produced. I was behind the the, the scenes, sat at a computer and wrote scripts for anchors and okay. cut their video. And um, I was the guy that you ever see in like where they take a shot of like the truck. I mean, we didn't have a truck because we yeah. had a control room. Whenever they take that shot, I'm the guy with the microphone hanging off his face and pushing the buttons and trying to tell the anchors what to, where to go next. Yeah. Yeah. Know, okay. that, that sort of thing. So, <laughs> yeah. You ever see that um, show Newsroom? The Newsroom? On HBO? Uh, no, I never saw that oh, one. I, I was a show. big fan of news radio back in the day, and that uh, was kind yeah. of where I envisioned getting into like radio kind of stuff, and like listening to uh, like Jim Rome and Howard Stern growing up. I was yeah. kind of fascinated by that whole medium, okay. and it just happened to be like eh, maybe TV because you went to ASU and yeah. um, the uh, the big TV program and journalism program there. So that's kind of I just kind of followed a path that way and ended up doing that for 15 years, working overnights, like the worst shift ever, <laughs> uh, producing the morning news. And I probably produced every single uh, half hour, hour of programming that Channel 12 does through my, I don't know, I was there nine years maybe. Wow. So every single show that was news or, you know, sports related, I had produced at least one of those you know, there's a 4.30 a.m. There's a Friday Night Fever at 11.30 p.m. on Fridays. There's Sports Tonight shows. There's there's all kinds of stuff on, on Channel 12. I produced every single one of those shows at some point in my career. Wow. There. Dang. And that's were, a lot of work, man. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, I could imagine. So what made you want to change? Like, what, what, why? When you say career change, like, 
to what? Like, what was the goal? So the goal was, I think, to get out of covering because I was in sports and. You know, all of our local teams are pretty crappy <laughs> yeah, for the most part. The I know that, kind of I know, that comeback against the uh, Raiders. Was, yeah, the yeah. Cardinals, you know, yeah. figured out every once in a while. But uh, <laughs> it was it just got to be so depressing uh, covering sports. And I like sports a lot. I, yeah. I grew up a huge sports fan, and just covering them really took the fun and passion out of actually enjoying sports. Oh, interesting. And was it because they were bad or because it was because of, it was a job? Then they, of, it was it was a job. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was a job. And um, looking at I had an opportunity to, to change careers and uh, move to the magazine and go digital. And, yeah. it, you know, something that I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, I consider myself I live kind of online a lot, you know, <laughs> and yeah. it's not just for the job. It's yeah. kind of personal, too. And I think there's a ton of people out there that do that and it's, it's where the industry is going, you sure. know, yeah. um, print, as, the, uh, print. as the resident junior in this group, uh, you know, grow up new me- new media, man, podcasts, yeah. social media, YouTube, yep. like, like newspaper died a while ago. Uh, radio kind of TV is going that way. Like, but magazines are holding strong, it. man. I know. I, yeah, know. I, love, I yeah. love it. I love <laughs> yeah. it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our magazine's holding strong. We get lots of compliments from, um, other cities that do the same thing yeah. and they're like they're always amazed by we crank out like a 250 page magazine like, how do you do that you yeah. know i'm like well we we have a pretty good team yeah. at phoenix mag and our sister publication phoenix home and garden so we do you know once every two months bi-monthly and okay. yeah um you know p- the pandemic changed that it was monthly now it's bi-monthly but yeah. um that our, our print publication stays pretty strong through everything. Sure. Through all yeah. the challenges and everything. And I mean, that, there's something tactile yeah. about it. People like, yeah. you, you can, you can attest to this. People, people like having that, you know, you can, you can go on, on, on Google and search, you know, restaurants to visit in Phoenix and whoever has the best SEO is going to be at the top of the list. Right. Yeah. Whereas a magazine, yeah. it's, it's editorial. So it's like opinionated, but sure. You got like a hard copy, you know, like we had an issue earlier this year that was the, 101 best dishes in the valley and it's oh, yeah. like that's a that's a, a shopping list for restaurants to oh, visit for sure that yeah. you can that you can use for two years you know yep. like it, it'll sit on your coffee I table won't throw or that whatever away. and like, you'll never throw, throw it away, away. because <laughs> like you need an idea for where to go to dinner like yep. there it is and it's yeah it's it's easier. Where to, are you in checking off? All the, are you up to 101 yet? God no, I I probably checked off maybe like 15 of them. <laughs> well, yeah. I checked them off when we were at, when we did um, our dish fest in yeah. February. We did an event around that issue and around that feature story, and it really we had about it was 30 one of, of those the first events there, yeah. that it kind of returned okay. um, from people kind of staying at home and you know trying to stay away from crowds. And we 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 weren't sure kind of how that was going to be received, but man, people really, really loved it and got yeah. into it. And we had a huge crowd for that. Um, and then like you saw, you were at our best fest in yep. August, huge crowd for that too. Like for people, sure. people love events. People love coming to fellowship and that's what breweries are, are great at. And that's yep. what, you know, we were hoping to accomplish with our events too, that yeah. kind of, um, you know, build off of what we do on the print side and digital side is now we're 
getting all the all of our readers and friends together to celebrate things that we write about, things that we podcast about. I like that. I like that, right? Because you guys are creating this uh this I guess rich experience of all these different things, right? Like, you know, you can sit because yeah, you can find things online, right? I can find that recipe quicker, right? My wife's like, Oh, what's that restaurant? She's looking, I'm like, oh I can find it quick. But this is you want to disengage from this. Picking up a magazine is that. It's like, man, I need to put down my phone, I need yeah. to get away from screens. It gives you the same information, but in totally. a, a com- completely contrast. Yeah, get away from experience. living off lo- online so much and get out and get some fresh air and come yeah. out to the Craft Beer Awards and Festival, right? I'm just <laughs> going to plug and I'm going to plug <laughs> and I'm going to compliment Eric and then I'm going to plug some more. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like, man, this is four hours of compliments and plugs. This is great. <laughs> for, for me, it was, it was, you know, I started at, at Phoenix Magazine uh, in January and my, my role is to put on all our events. Uh, and so that's my background is, is you know, event production and, and marketing. And so for me, it was like, how do I take, you know, the editorial stuff we're putting into the magazine and then bring it to life and create an experience around it? Yeah. And, that, and that's been a really fun project because the audience is there already. And so it's like, you know, and the, the recognition from the vendors of like, oh, this is a Phoenix Magazine event. We know who they are and what they do. And for so... Sure. That Dish Fest was like our our first big event uh, that I kind of got my hands into, and uh, and it was just it was just super awesome. Like it, it, everybody had a great time, and the, the the vendors had a good time. That's always really important for me too. Um, you know, you can you can make the crowds happy, but if your vendors hate it, you don't have an event the next year. For sure, absolutely. And so <clears throat> we did. You know, we did that. Had a blast. We did our best fest. Had a blast. Um, and so you know, doing this beer festival coming up in October, like it's just. It just makes sense, uh, and I'm super excited about it. Uh, we've had such great support from the community, from the guild, uh, from you, and so you know the sky's the limit at that point. You know, like we yeah. put on the first year, have a good time. It's only going to grow from there. And you know, we just did the judging for the awards. Great turnout of judges. Great turnout of you know beer submissions. Yeah. And so you know, we're kind of looking at this like kind of staple event in the in the in the in the community in the beer community but also in the state of like you know the the gabf of arizona you know like that's that's what we're really going for and i think we got we got the ingredients for it man. yeah there's some other states that do it really well oregon is kind of what we've modeled our competition after and try to build off um great american beer fest same time frame at least that all these breweries that are submitting for that which is the the world cup of beer essentially um the without Super Bowl being, without, without be- being the beer world. You might, I don't, yeah. Are we are we bleeping things like Super Bowl, <laughs> lowercase Super, Super Bowl. Um, yeah. the the Super Pint of of beer festivals? But see, this is where yeah. this is where my lack of knowledge and experience that comes in, right? You guys know to like not say certain things. I don't know. Like I just say whatever. Uh, you know, I probably have so many copyright issues, uh, but uh. well, <laughs> until you get a until you get a cease and desist, you have exactly. nothing to worry about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I was talking to uh, the guy at Santan Gardens the other day, and he was telling me a story about getting a friendly phone call. Uh, not really a cease and desist with yeah. some breweries around. We've we've learned those stories that they get those for beer names. And uh, he was telling he's like that's that's a story not a lot of people know. It was uh, their they have a beer called Sky Harbor on tap at their oh. at their gardens location, which okay. is where they do the distilling. Um, and he said 
it was originally called 1920 lager. I don't know if you remember those cans. I, I Googled it, and it came up, and I, I, do oh, yeah, I kind of remember of. that. Was it like black and Yeah, grayish? yeah, and they had the, like an old kind of black and white picture of the city of Chandler. It was to celebrate when they were incorporated, but he yeah. said the brewery called Distill. I think it's out of Oregon or maybe Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Um, they called them up, you know, friendly brewery. Hey, we... We've been calling our stout that for a while, 1920, because yeah. it's the end of Prohibition or maybe beginning. I, I forget my history. Something, yeah. Yeah, something to do with Prohibition. I'm not editing so. any of this, Matt. This, um, is all, this is all going. Well, <laughs> usually we, we, we have our, our phones and our computers all dedicated know, to right? recording, yeah. and I can never Google things during our episodes. So when, when we say, like, we had our editor, Craig, on a couple of our beer reviews, and he was bringing up these questions like, Oh, that's the br- oldest brewery in Arizona, isn't it? I'm like, why are you asking us the questions? We're supposed to be interviewing you and get. And we would be like, yeah, that's right. We'll uh, we'll just update it in the show notes later. Um, so we'll just fix it and post. Yeah, but yeah. Those, yeah, those, yeah. Those, those famous last words. Exactly. Those copyright stories are always entertaining. I like yeah. I like getting those from the you know because every brewery has a story to tell about that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are hoping, right? Like I know Matt from BRI wants to. To get a cease and desist for the uh, Easy E beer for Ford OG. Ooh, yeah. But I didn't realize that. Okay, so that he's going for that on that because it's been named that for a long time. Yeah. Well, I think it's more the image because it's Easy E's face, like, right. on, the, on the can. Oh so. yeah. But maybe the, it's, uh, yeah. The, I feel like the big, the big story or the big uh, example of this that we all maybe remember is when, um, when Keystone changed their labeling. Yeah. To just stone, yeah, and that big old David and Goliath, yeah, between Stone Brewing and uh, Stone cashed in on that. They won their lawsuit on that. Yeah. And, um, they got they got what they wanted. It took years and lots of fighting, but they they won that. And, and then, then they, they sold, they sold out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now they're sold. now they're Sapporo. Yeah, yeah right. Ooh. Hey, Jinx, right. man, you owe yeah, me yeah. a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm kind of low, but uh, I got to... Uh, Let's talk about this real quick. Well, yeah. This, this is, is really tasty. This is fantastic. It's this my first fresh hop IPA. It's fresh hop season, a, which is a, just one. a great season. I kind of a bad yeah. time for the beer fridge to be too full from sure. your judging last weekend, because <laughs> yeah. I can't go out and collect these fresh hop IPAs right now, but we can come here and just get one on draft so for that, sure i guess that makes up for it it's really good yeah, yeah. it's the uh, insufficient funds here at goldwater and i i'm not usually a, a big ipa uh drinker i like them i i will drink them i'll try them but like you know it's not the style i reach for sure you know yeah. uh but this is really good man it's what hop did he say it was the amarillo amarillo, amarillo hops okay yeah, right. yeah. interesting yeah well, I need to change my battery and my camera, so it's a perfect time for me to go get Good my pause. <laughs> um, you guys have such, like, good radio voices. You know, both of you. He does have a good radio voice. Yeah. Do I really? Yeah, 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 you do. So the guy at Walter Station said I sound like Joe Buck. Ah, and okay. I was, I was like, <laughs> I, I like Joe Buck. I know some of my friends may be really mad when they hear that, but... Hey man, like I was him? so I was listening to our podcast the other day because you know I, I I like to check to see if I sound like an idiot, and uh, and my wife was like, "Is that Matt?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "He's got a nice voice." Gotta, That's you good. Got a good you know, voice, you, man. You guys do the same thing where you listen to yourselves back and you're like, "Man, I can't stand my voice." Right? Yeah. I I've learned to appreciate it more and more over the years. I don't know if I will fully ever like my voice, but people keep saying they like it, so no. I'll, I'll keep going with it. It's not like I can change it. Sure. So. No. It's been, a, it's, a, it's been a minute since we've, you know, so 
But I mean, Eric Walter's voice. That's, ah, yeah. right. That's yeah. like silky, right. man. Yeah. Right. Silky. I, I, I like to listen to the uh, Tap That AZ <laughs> podcast while I'm shooting hoops yeah. Um, yeah. out in the driveway. Um, nice. So it's just, I don't know what it is, but it's almost like when you have a beer, say like you, you have a beer on the beach, you just remember that. Yeah. Or you have a really good beer um, after camping. Uh, uh, can, yeah, camping beers oh, are always beers nostalgic are or like cleaning what's, out the garage your, or something. What's your go-to camping beer? Oh man, that's a good one. I You're assuming one. he's he, he camps. I'm assuming. Right? I don't camp. No. But like if I <laughs> if you had to sit by a campfire. Yeah, I like sitting by campfires. Or like I like a, a fire pit. Yeah, yeah. You know? uh, I, I, think I think mean, like December fifteenth like December twenty seventh, it's like forty eight degrees outside. All right. It's dark, stars above you. What are you drinking? Oh, I'm drinking like a sour, like a good like wild ale or something like that. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Because I'm not into stouts and stuff like okay. that, right? No. So, and I've probably been drinking Miller Lights all day, right? <laughs> so, uh, I like so it. I would say yeah, like a like a good. I'd say Jester King, right? Because I like Jester yeah, King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Iconic, maybe Arizona man. Wilderness, right? Arizona yeah. Wilderness is doing some spontaneous stuff, so. Yeah, that's like me. If I want to sit down and really enjoy something, I don't really do the barrel aged stouts and stuff like that. So for okay. me, it's like yeah. a wild ale. Yeah. Do we get Jester King beers out here? We did because they're out of Austin, right? Yeah, yeah, we did, we did for, for a, a bit. while. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah, but they disappeared, right? Yeah, I still don't see them on shelves. I don't know if they've been like distributed gotcha. again, but uh, yeah, dude, I love their stuff. Yeah. And then going that's to their stuff. place is like eye opening. That place man. is pretty cool because it's yeah. like a just. Ranch with like yeah. barns and stuff, and it's yeah. a really cool setup. And you really have to be into that kind of beer, that wild ale that you yeah. talked about, because it might have like one IPA on the menu, and yeah. everything else is wildly fermented and soured and everything. Just sitting yeah. out on the ranch, probably. Yeah. How about you, Matt? What's your what's your uh, go-to? Oh, barrel aged out. I mean, I keep any specific many, one. Um, depends if if there's a friend over, then we crack open uh, like a Goose Island, okay, um, something that's been Bourbon sitting. County, yeah, yeah. Got, I don't know, probably six or seven of those right now. I do. I have, got a buddy who has one from like every year for the last like eight years, and like dang. we like go through a cycle where we like try the, the try oldest him. one he has, and then the that's next always year fun. We have yeah. another one, and the next year we have they had one. a really bad year. I want to say it was like 2012, where uh, I think they ended up like dumping stuff and, and that's right it was a really bad year for yeah. it um other than that like locally it's great because these breweries like goldwater they they release flannel buddies on black friday i always get a bunch of those and keep those those never really um stay in the fridge for very long sure. just because i drink <laughs> them a lot and uh like the Oso bananarchy too um Ooh, try yeah. to get try to yeah. load up on those i do have one left from last year i still have a stroop waffle from last year yeah i love me some stroop waffle my camp nice. my camp fire beer is the uh pie hole porter oh that's a good one that is a good one that is that's like that's super nostalgic for me it's yeah. just like a yeah i used to go camping and you know by myself back before i got married and just grab a six pack of pie hole and just sip by they, the fire, doing some night photography while uh, just sipping on some. They pie have their porter pumpkin ranch. pie hole porter out now, and I, I like had it. one of those the other night. Like I've been big on pumpkin beers in the last week or two. I like it, but really it's not. Good. It's not for me. It's not as good. Like it, the the pumpkin flavor isn't as strong as I kind of want it to be. Uh, um, they may have changed that because the one I poured, and I kind of agree with you, I, um, in previous years they may have been that way, but this year's batch, overloaded with pumpkin. Okay. I got a lot of pumpkin out of that. They must have gotten that feedback then. Yeah. 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 
I like that. Or he got the can full of all the pumpkin. Oh, I, it yeah, was yeah. it was it was a can uh, after beer judging last weekend, so it may nice. have been like the freshest I think I have, one. I think sure. I have one sure. sitting in yeah. my fridge somewhere. A friend of mine asked, like, "Where'd you get that? I haven't yeah. seen it." I'm like, "Beer judging, dude. Come on." Yeah. Where, where have you been? You bring in a whole <laughs> car to the beer they gave to you. Yeah. Lucky. I could have been there. I could have been there. But next I, year, man. Next year. Next year. We're for not. Sure. We're not stopping anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, I love and, it. Uh, I think uh, a lot of those submissions that were left over are going to be poured at the festival in October. So. Ah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, so and I think we might also end up doing uh, working with the guild on doing like throughout the year doing specific styles like uh, like a one off judging of like sure. one, like one style with a handful of submissions like a summary just to kind of just to kind of keep yeah. you know keep the energy around that sort of feedback yeah. competition kind of thing going so that it and then it you know leads to everybody's getting ready to submit to GABF they're also submitting to ACBA ACBA, ACBA. Yeah. And, uh, and then he uh, brings up a good point because we're we obviously judged a lot of these fall beers that were so we're we're not going to have uh if we do it in the spring we're not going to have an Oktoberfest or Mars and category it'll be something yeah. else that is spring right. related yeah i mean spring is a good time to judge you know some of the summer beers coming up if you do it a little earlier too you get some of those heavier like stouts and porters that come out in the winter yeah. Because um, I, I know there were a few of those, but that was probably one of the smaller categories this time was the barrel-aged stouts. Uh, so yeah. it'd be nice to give those an opportunity to shine throughout the year, too. Sure, yeah. Well, so uh, so I moved here in 07, and just when I started getting into craft beer... I, I graduated know, high school in 07. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I think I had my first kid in 07, so <laughs> I'm way older. I just, I just needed to establish that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. I was still that. born in the 80s, though. I, st- I, I made it in. I slipped in right... Uh. At the end of the age. tail end, okay. Yeah. yeah. So. We'll, we'll talk to we, if we accept them or not. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, but there, there hasn't been a great represent, a media representation of, of local beer, right? You hear, you know, you get a story in this, you know, publication about Arizona Wilderness or something about the Hus, but like the, what you guys are doing, I think it's fantastic. So, well, it's what, real because we go out and we drink them and yeah, we yeah. know these breweries and we've had them. So we know what we like and what we don't like. And so we can report on that. Not, you know, uh, um, there was a, I think it was the AZ family put out this silly digital article that, and it, it happens in, in news. You, you aggregate content from different sources and you yeah. get, you know, crazy email studies and you go with it and report on it. But, um, they put out this list of like the top rated breweries in Arizona that everyone goofed on. Oh yeah. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. And, uh, it, it was saying like, I mean, some of these brewers hadn't been in existence in like three yeah. or four years and they were on this silly list. I'm like, Sonoran Brewing was on there. Yeah. Nothing against it. Like, Can't you they got, they check, one beer, do you have right? any beer drinking people <laughs> at the office that, that can see this article and be like, this is a BS article here. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, no, you're right. Like you, you guys are out there and, and you're experiencing and you're getting yourself, like you're, you're being part of the community. Uh, what what kind of caused that direction with Phoenix Magazine, right, to kind of focus on the beer side of things? You know, uh, our editor, Craig, and his team of writers and uh, other editors, they've done a great job throughout the years of what we call like service journalism where um, it's – restaurant focused it's um traveling it's great hikes and stuff like that and we continue that obviously there there just hadn't been a um any kind of beer drinking 
fans like me and Johan yeah. <laughs> up until this sure. point. I mean, there's there's a couple on the staff that do like it, but not fanatics. Like yeah, they're more of like, <laughs> hey, I want to I want a cocktail. So we, you yeah. know, the the coverage that we've given to cocktail bars and stuff at um, or restaurants and that sort of thing has kind of outweighed what we've given to breweries. Sure. And um, so we've kind of taken that and lent our expertise and tried to gain expertise along the way. I'm doing um, air quotes around yeah. expertise. So I, I like it because I, I, you know, like Johan was saying the other day, like we were at, um, we were at Huss doing an interview, their head brewer, Matt Johnson, um, that, that episode's out now. You know, they were looking at us like, hey, you guys – we recognize what you're doing. And, you know, like the guy from Santin is like, yeah, I listen to all your episodes and you guys are doing a great job. So we're nice. getting that kind of feedback and um, we appreciate that, that they appreciate what we're doing. Yeah. Um, I think for, I think for me, it's like, it's a genuine love for the industry and a genuine yeah. love for the product. Like I really love beer. Yeah. Uh, and so when I started at the magazine and there was this opportunity to cover the beer community, uh, at least digitally, and now we have it in the magazine too. Uh, it was just like, you know, here's my here's a passion of mine, and I get to go and talk about it, yeah. you know, once or twice a week at a brewery, and and get get to know the the people like the community even more. You know, I the the guys here at Goldwater, most of them recognize me when I come in because I used to come in so often when yeah. I lived right down the street, and but now it's like. The brewers, the the owners, like we're we're starting to be recognized as parts a part of that community, and that's I think that's the thing that I really wanted to make sure we we accomplished when we put on this beer festival that we're doing is not just like oh here's a here's a company that's putting on an event and we're I guess we're going to be a part of it. Yeah, it's like they're part of our community. They're they're integrated. They're covering us, but they're also drinking our beer and they're friends of ours. And like, that's been my favorite part of the whole thing is like, yeah. people know that we're genuinely, we genu- genuinely want to be part of this community. For sure. It's not, yeah. it's not just a exploitive on a hot topic. Type totally. Of, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I, mean, I, and I, I, I get think that I started too. drinking, I, I started really getting into craft beer here in 2012, 20, 2013 was like first time I went to, uh, Goldwater, or uh. first time I went to uh, Arizona Wilderness and Huss, their old, you know, their original tap room and Fate's original tap room and like all these breweries that are now like the big dogs. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been drinking them since since day one, really. And to see all these other ones like, you know, Red Wait, House when did you graduate again? I'm trying to do that. Yeah, I'm here. like, uh, Mr. Was that Bereggi? legal? <laughs> I graduated I high school in 2007. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. You're gotcha. good. You're good. Uh, Carry yeah, on. Yeah. Carry on. I, you know, I follow the rules, man. Uh, but yeah, it's just like, it's, it's fun to become part of that community, uh, without necessarily having to be a, uh, expert brewer. Yeah. That's what I like about Eric's podcast is he's a, he's a lot like us. Like we talk to brewers until you're uh, like blue in the face and you still probably could not ever brew a beer by yourself. Right. You have no idea. I'm so confused by the process. Oh, for sure. I, I listen to you, and I'm like, he is just like me. There's, he has, there's when they start boi- talking about boiling, boiling and mash ton and, uh, you know, using rice and stuff, I'm like, rice? What? I cook with that. Like, what's that? I, I, the, the, the whole brewing process uh, just makes no sense to me. My, sure. my yeah. full education in that is based solely on tours of, br- like, commercial breweries. Yeah. 
like I, I went to St. Louis and did the 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 tour of, of Budweiser of Anheuser-Busch oh, there. Cool. Yeah. And uh, they really go through the process. They talk about how they started mixing rice with grains because it there's a cost part of that sure. and there's yeah. a production level part of that. You know, you, you're producing 2 million liters of beer a day. Yeah. You know, if you'd only use grain, then nobody's eating bread anywhere, in, you know, in the Western hemisphere. Yeah. So like, you know, <laughs> right. what I'm so like, it's like one of those things where, but you know, yeah, it, it's, it's biochemistry. Like beer brewing is literally biochemistry. And so yeah. some of these brewers, you know, they're, they're bearded. They kind of look like hippies and stuff. Yeah. But man, these guys are smart. They understand biology. They understand yeah, very like, much. Yeah, they understand bacteria and the way yeast operates and the way yeast, like th- all the biology behind it. It's so it's scientific, yeah. right? And so that's why so many brewers are engineers by trade. Sure, because there's like there's like, it's it's, just, it's a real science and like. You, you got to do it to learn it. Otherwise, like... Yeah, and they're, yeah. they're kind of like the fun nerd, you know? Like, For you sure. have, 100%. like, the, the introvert nerd that might do accounting or something. You know, yeah. It's the comptroller in your office. That, But, yeah. like, the brewer... <laughs> the brewer is, like, the fun nerd. Like, yeah. he's so smart. He does all this great stuff. But he, at, at, at nighttime... He's out there slinging beers and drinking them, pouring them back just along with you, and yeah. um, that's what <laughs> makes that's what makes these guys so fun. We did an episode yeah. with uh, Josh Johnson over at Ranch Hand, yeah, and he was I think it was him that was telling us that he uh, he brewed beer for a high school yeah when he was biology, high school yeah right? biology yeah. or chemistry project chemistry, or something oh yeah. Uh, yeah and he brewed uh, like. I was like, I mean, that was you, his class project. It's illegal. Didn't, you didn't drink it's it, legal. right? I th- I Apparently, feel- in his district, like they were cool with it because it was like a, it was like a farming community or something like that, and so they were a lot more yeah. like loose about what. Well, I think I there's know. a loophole. I think there's a loophole in home brewing. You can consume homebrew beer if you are like if you're under eighteen. If you were part of the pre- something like that, somebody yeah. to look that yeah, up. Yeah, you can create it. I, I, there's a story I think out of uh, Canada where uh, like a teenager makes the greatest mead at, really like world yeah. uh you know award-winning mead and this kid is like 15 because mead is just what just like fruit that you just like fermented yeah and you let it yeah, sit or, in a honey, jar honey. right yeah, yeah honey yeah it's the oldest and type of alcohol so it's then. like easy stuff the ingredients he purchases yeah. completely legally and ends up creating the uh world's best mead and i think he can <laughs> legally consume it which isn't even a real country anyways. <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I think the same thing is with Josh was he could create it, yeah. but then he just, ha- at the end of the day, he hands it to his chemistry teacher. His he teacher gets, an, he gets an A hell, on, yes. the, on the grade. <laughs> that's, that's, that's bribery. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, well, you know, I, I, beer is one of those things that it's like the perfect melding of uh, social lubrication and scientific yeah. uh, knowledge. You well, know there's so mean? much and there's so much <laughs> connection to it, right? There's so yeah. much that kind of goes, people supplement other things with craft beer, you know? And listen, like, we, we humans have been brewing and distilling and fermenting <laughs> longer than they've been farming. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> you know what sure. I mean? Like, it's like, if, if anything is human nature, Drinking beer, it is drinking and beer and wine. Yeah, well, that's what I love about it too, right? We talk about like the science of it, but then at its most basic form, it's it's just wild. It's bacteria consuming yeah. sugar and making alcohol. Like yeah. it's the most for basic sure. thing. Yeah. Uh, so well, I love the whole camp cool ship thing too. Like for sure, that, that's yeah. such a cool pro- like 
project. And yeah, like, who knew? Like, yeah. we're going to collect yeast in the air, and yeah. it's going to just come down and magically create our beer, our yeah. wild ale. It's it's a crazy. It's actually pretty. If, to me, it's it's uh, very reassuring, right? Because if I ever get stranded in the wilderness and I can somehow survive, I can make alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> somehow, I need some sugar and something else. Yeah, I just want to know what it was like to be that first, first guy <laughs> that that walked by like a, a like a beehive and decided to consume the honey and did not know that it was fermented and then got drunk off of it. Like, I want, I want to know what that was like to be the first human to get drunk. They probably freaked out. They probably yeah. thought they were a yeah. witch. They probably killed him. Like, Johan, I don't think you want to go down that path, man. <laughs> and, and did that guy ever one day imagine that three guys would be sitting around microphones talking about the yeah. whole process? In a weird, As a job. In a weird basement <laughs> that uh, used to be a shooting gallery. <laughs> Pretty sure somebody's died down here at some yeah. point, you know. Somebody, there was, there somebody like with a, a, a vowel on their on their yeah. on their last name, right? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Before we wrap this thing up, we got to talk about the festival, right? Well, yep. first of all, um, the the voting for Best of Phoenix uh, not only included the normal, you know, Best of Best Brewery, uh, best all of this the stuff. Valley. Best. Just... What did I say? Best of Phoenix. Dif- best of- different brand. That's okay, best though. Best of the Valley, That's yes. Okay, you know? Yeah, the, the Best of Phoenix award doesn't count for anything, but Best of the Valley holds so much more. Matt's, Matt's throwing shade. I'm trying to be diplomatic. <laughs> That's here. why I wanted to bring it up to clear the air. But, uh, yeah, so the Best of the Valley. Yeah. Um, you guys added something this year. That's like right. Not just, like, best beer, but, like, best IPA, double IPA. Yeah. Like, the whole. Big category. Yeah. We had, um, you know, I initially started that as – 50 different categories and just kind of looked for submissions. And the way it works is it's a month long submit nominees. And then we whittle it down like top 10 nominees in each category. So there's some that were like an Irish red or something that yeah. maybe one or two, uh, you know, those kind of a beers, a dunkel didn't really get any, any nominees, but IPAs, hazy IPAs, stouts. So we had um, about 40 categories okay. that yeah. ended up on the ballot. Um, your beer won. Clap Captain it up. Easy nice Heiser. job, nice yep. job. Yeah. Yeah, Eric's yeah. also been a Best of the Valley podcast winner, too. Uh, reader's Choice. So we allow our readers to vote on it. Does that, uh, public does to vote that on. count more than uh, if Craig chooses me? Uh, well, it's. I'll tell you what it is. I mean, behind the scenes, it's, it's about – 300,000 votes getting cast on that thing. Really? So you Dang. are you are getting that you know recognition by our our readers and the public out there in Phoenix that you know is voting in from anywhere from best pizza to best podcast to best sports TV show whatever. Yeah. So, so you're trying to tell me all 300 unanimous decision? Dude, you get you get hundreds <laughs> yeah, of votes, man. man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 3 <laughs> You know what's so funny is I found the guy who won Best podcast this past year. I can't yeah. remember what his name is. He's a news guy. And so I'm like, what is this? And I listened to it, and it was funny. They said, they said, oh, we won, you know, Best of the Valley. We also won, you know, 2020, 2020 or whatever it was. And they're like, what happened in 2021? Like, ah, it must have been a fluke. I'm like, I want to call in and say, ah, it was a fluke. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, The tapped at AZ Army came, came to the rescue. The street team. Yeah, I'm putting together a street team right now. Nice. So. Yeah. <laughs> a gang. <laughs> but, but no, so you guys, I mean – that was really cool to see people voting for specific types of beers. Yeah, now, now, is that related to the festival itself as well? It so, is. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so we we 
we have our Best of Valley issue uh, that came out, was it August? Uh, yeah, end of August. Uh, uh, Newsstands was September 7, I think. Okay. Yeah, and so, so we, yeah, we, we publish our Best of the Valley uh, issue, which had all of those readers' choice, but we actually saved the beer awards portion of it, like the beer part of it, yeah. for our beer issue that just came out uh, ah, that's earlier right. this that's, month. Yep. And so, um, you know, it was all part of that, is the, the beer issue. And then that's where we kind of really announced and pushed our beer festival. Uh, so while the Arizona Craft Beer Awards are the professionally judged portion of it, obviously there's, there's some recognition in the, in the festival uh, and in the issue of our reader's choice. Once. Gotcha. Yeah, we, I think we wanted uh, to make it, you know, sort of democratic in that way as well. One yeah. of your episodes um, that you did for a hell of a, the red, the Aurora red. Oh yeah. That yeah. won a best of the Valley reader's choice vote. Um, Heck yeah. So that, you know, that was fun to see and things like, you know, like your Scottsdale blondes and Papago orange blossom, some popular, it's a popularity contest at the end of the day. Sure. Um, Bonehouse won best. Bonehouse Hellas. won. Yep. And you know, they're not the big, you know, they're not a huge brewery, but they, they won best Hellas, which yeah. is not a small category. You sure. Know, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that matches up with what our beer judges thought. Totally. Yeah. You know, yeah. What, what gets a gold medal in the inaugural ACBA fest. Yeah. I'm excited for that. So, um, easy to remember. It's on my wife's birthday. Thanks a lot. I had to have that conversation. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> October 22nd. I'll, I'll make sure to get you VIP tickets. Please, please. Thank you. <laughs> uh, You're so, taking her out for her birthday. I mean, what's what's a complaint? Like, hey, we're going to go hang out with friends. That's what I, I mean, said. And yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. I'm like, you get to sell merch. Like, it'll be cool. <laughs> Uh, well, so what's going on? Like, what is happening? What's what's the event going to be like for for somebody that's going to go? Yeah, so it's October twenty second. It's at uh, a fairly new venue that just opened this year. Um, so over at the State Farm Cardinal Stadium okay. in Glendale, they took their great lawn, which is where they do all their all their big uh, tailgating. Yeah, and they fenced it in. Okay, and then they built this really cool building with a, a open patio on the second floor, and then another open patio on the third floor. Uh, really, really nice lawn, huge, tons of parking, right in the shadow of the stadium. Nice. Uh, just a really cool space. I was actually there this morning uh, doing a walkthrough uh, for the event, um, and it's, it's just going to be a, a really good time. There's going to be, uh, we're hoping for at least 40 breweries, a um, bunch of food trucks, uh, some awesome other vendors. Uh, if you were at our best fest, our, our friend from uh, Primitive Glassware is going to be there. I don't know if you remember those really crazy cups. They I were over by Cidercore. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he's going to be there. Nice. Um, I have a couple of those, and they're fantastic yeah. to drink out yeah. of. So they're, he'll be there. It's yeah, going to be I mean, awesome. They're, and they're then just we're a doing great venue for great venue, great vessel for beer, great venue for totally. beer. <laughs> and then the, 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 the I, I believe it's the Thursday before that. We're going to have a sort of award ceremony. Okay. Uh, pretty limited seating, but you know it'll be available to the public at, to some to some degree. That's where we're going to give out the awards. Okay. Uh, I'm really excited. The medals that we're getting made are locally made. Nice. The awards we're giving out outside of that are also locally made. Um, so it's it's a true Arizona bred beer yeah. competition, man. Like I love it through and through. We're not you know we're not getting our medals from you know, overseas or whatever. It's all right here. Yeah. You know, all the judges were local. All the breweries are local. It's going to be just a really fun time. 
I dig it. I dig it. So by the time the festival comes around, people will have won their awards, right? Yeah. So at the actual event itself, is there anything awards related? Like it, I'm sure breweries be displaying their their you yeah. know. Are they- yeah, we we you know we don't want to we don't want to take a lot of att- like time or attention away from people just going around and enjoying sure. the beer. So that's what the awards ceremony is for is to give those awards out. Uh, so the beer festival is just going to be sort of the uh, the after party for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the breweries will hopefully you know have their medals there to show that they were the winners for that, um, or at least a certificate that we'll give them. Uh, but yeah, it's just you know it's a it's a place where you can go. Our our tagline is celebrate the, celebrate the best brews that Arizona has to offer. I like it, I like it. Yeah, so it's it's a there. great spot. Uh, anyone who's been out to a Cardinals game knows that great lawn, and you're gonna have grass under your feet. You're gonna have you know sunshine in your Plenty. hair, beer in your hand. And here's the other thing too <laughs> uh, that I'm very proud of. Uh, I've been to a lot of beer festivals, and I'm always almost aching for somewhere to sit. Ah, sure. This festival will have tons of seating. Okay, nice. Tons of sp- like places to to get get off your feet for a second. Um, the VIP tickets uh, give you access to those covered patios in the bill in the building. Nice. Okay. Uh, so you know, couches, uh, shade, comfort. Real bathrooms, right? Real bathrooms. Real bathrooms. No porta johns. I will say right now, this <laughs> this event will not have porta potties. You hear that? You're going to get real bathrooms that are going to ke- be kept clean by our awesome friends at Insignia Events. It's, dude, it's going to be a great festival. And it's nice, a great spot man. because you have a ton of hotels around. So, like, make it yep. a weekend, book a hotel, um, party with us uh, at, from noon to five for VIP, one to five for general. And, you know, like, go walk back to a hotel. And there's like, you know, State 48 is over there at, uh, at Westgate and all kinds of great other like drinking and dining yeah. venues over there. So yeah. there's, there's plenty of um, space out there for the after party and you don't have to drive home after a festival. If no. you just get a, just get a hotel. Um, and Glendale, it's, it's been, it's been a while, you know, it's, there, sure. there hasn't been a whole lot of West side activity and there's so many great breweries out in the West Valley that um, I, I hope are appreciative of that, that we are bringing this event to that side of town because honestly, and Johan will probably will back me up. Like working in the middle of town in the valley is very, very difficult. You know, totally. there's sure. there's um, there, there's venues that get snatched up real quick. Uh-huh. And um, but out on the west side, we have so much space um, out of that stadium. Easy to park, easy to find, easy to get off the freeway. And and look, I I know I live in Glen- uh, in Gilbert. I know that like driving out there can be a bit of a chore. Um, so for anyone in the East Valley that's listening to this, the two hundred two. Now goes, Pat, like under the south of South Mountain, uh, loops right. all the way around. You have, you can skip all of downtown and the whole Mad Max insanity <laughs> that is the ten between oh, like yeah. you know the airport and like you know Seventy Fifth Avenue or whatever. Yep, you could skip all that easy air, you know, easy freeway access. And like Matt said, you know, grab a hotel room. Make it a weekend. Have a good time. It's going to be an awesome event. We're mm-hmm. really excited about it. 
travel tips brought to you by Phoenix Magazine. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Tra- travel and adventure section. Travel Check adventure. out the Phoenix app. <laughs> All right. So, guys, once again, thank you for, for Dude, hanging thank out. Thank you, man. Yeah, that absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. This is my first time down in the gold mine. Are we going cool to go upstairs after this and uh, try their uh, mead barrel-aged Rybok that they got oh, upstairs? Wow. I don't even know... It was that leftover from... No, they just released it like they, last week. Oh, that's right. They were uh, holding Superstition that. Meadery, age, barrel-aged Rybach. They also have a new porter called the Chocolate Eagle. You the Chocolate this? Eagle's <laughs> been out for a while. The um, uh, Pumpkin Alt Beer is out right now, really and good. they do a great job. If you like pumpkin, yeah. get that beer because it won't last long. Ooh. People like that beer at, at Goldwater. So we're trying like five more beers on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I can't. I have to go to the back. Yeah, I gotta get tonight, going. So. Yeah, I gotta get going myself. But I do want to taste one more thing. So we All gotta right. wrap this up, guys. All thanks right. so much. Thank and thank you. you guys for watching. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs>